Hey guys, welcome to Reclaiming Filipinx Identity Season 3, Episode 8. Two more episodes on the way until we reach our final season. But today I have a very uh, special guest. I actually knew him in high school, but never really got the chance to talk to him. And today I had the pleasure to and to give a brief introduction to who he is Zach is a full-time artist his gender pronoun is he and him he is a second generation Filipino American and short background is he is a full-time freelancer artist and broadcaster he is a creative ambassador for a non-profit teaching workshop in a visual art and he graduated from UH Manoa in 2018 with a bachelor's in studio art Zach sees himself as a proud Filipino ambassador for our younger generation creative Filipinx. Through his workshop, he encounters students who constantly questions their overall identity through memory and action. And through this podcast, I was able to engage into conversation with Zach, especially how he sees himself in his Filipino identity and some of the struggles that he went through in embracing his cultural identity and with that said i welcome you guys to the podcast zachary angeles i just want to say thank you for coming to reclaiming Filipinx identity and for today can i have you introduce yourself and share with us your profession, gender pronoun, and which wave of migration are you from? So, hi. Uh, my name is Zach Angelus. Uh, I'm a he, him. Uh, but um, I'm a full-time artist here in Oahu. Um, I'm a second-generation um, Filipinx. My, uh, both of my parents were, bo- were born here, um, and my grandparents were the ones that immigrated here um during the plantation that's 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 amazing i am to kind of like dig a little bit more how was your filipino upbringing like um it was uh it was definitely interesting um with both of my parents kind of born here um they they had me very young um and and so um i grew up a lot with my grandmas um both of my grandpas were um they passed away when i was very young um and so um a lot of that filipino nature kind of came from my my grandmas um but you know the aspect of being a filipino was never truly um recognized um as i was from my parents it was a very american home you know um and so when i got to university was when i kind of got curious um about what it was like to be filipino you know what it is that truly makes me filipino what's special about that um what's important about me uh realizing and noticing all of those things and so um when i when i went to the university i actually took ilocano classes um in order for me to kind of 
reach into my roots a little bit more and get to know what that really meant for me. I think that's really awesome. And the fact that you said that you took the initiative to take Delacano um, classes to truly root yourself in within the Philippine new identity is something that a lot, a lot of us now are doing. And well, just hearing you say that um, shows a lot of I guess passion, if that makes sense. With what you're doing right now, um, did you ever see yourself doing this when you were in high school? Um, well, so with me being a full-time artist now, um, I I was I was a very creative child growing up. I was the uh, I was the kindergarten glue eater. Uh, the I'm a right on the walls and crayon um type of kid um playing in the mud playing in the dirt building stuff out of boxes type of you know childhood um so i was very creative growing up but um i I initially wanted to be an architect um something of a you know seen as a very high prestigious job and career um for a very long time um and i was only in university where i kind of figured out that that wasn't really the path that I wanted to take. Um, and then, you know, the ball just kind of kept rolling. You know, I changed into art um, two years into my college career um, and then finished off my bachelor's in studio art and been uh, doing the art thing full time for about a year, a year and a half now. Yeah. So um, just to emphasize this, um it's not until you, when you came to college, where things decided to change for you, and is that correct? Yes. And guess going along the lines for there is, how do you see yourself with your own cultural identity? Um. So I guess I guess when I was in university, there was a lot of identity discovery, as I would like to say. Um. I think, you know, when I was univers when I was in university, um, you know, it became clear to me that not only did I have interest in, um, in in my culture in itself, uh, but I think I think that kind of uh, rate that I, of, the rate of interest definitely was rising because I knew my my grandma was was not getting any younger, you know, um, and. And it was kind of that realization that pushed me to do that. Um, at the university, when I was taking those classes, um, a lot of the the classes that I did take and the professors that I had focused a lot on the the creative aspect of the Philippinex in the uh, diaspora. Um, and so, um, a lot of the classes that I took kind of touched upon the the mental the mental emotional impact of like what it feels like to be an immigrant and how that affects the generations after um and so a lot of the, my work now has to deal a lot with you know emotional and mental kind of stresses um you know and i, I and i believe that that stems from me having an interest in in my filipino culture um my interest in my ancestors and my interest in in the future in which, you know, we're moving forward and trying to be cr- progressive. Digging a little bit deeper, but I know that your journey now um, wasn't always easy. So 
what were some of the struggles that you had in order for you to fully embrace your own cultural identity? Um, I guess recognizing what it was being American. Um, I remember I had a professor in um, in university that actually called me out on this. Um, he was he was asking a question about 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 something dealing with Filipino culture and pop culture, and you know. I got into this debate with him because he told me, Zach, you have no right to talk because you're too American to know what that's like, you know? And that really set a fire in me, you know? And, and it was true. It was like, it was like, I wanted to say something, but I felt like I couldn't. And and that was kind of like where I went into the spiral of like, oh my God, like, I don't even know what it's like to be Filipino. You know, like, I can't even understand my grandma half the time i don't even i don't even know if i ever raised a family in the future like i couldn't even cook the food that my grandma would make me you know and it was kind of like this internal like battle that i just had where um knowing what that really was like became a really internal pressure for myself um because the my family like my parents and my other my other aunties never really pressured me to like, oh, you need to know this type of stuff, you know. They never were like, oh, you should know how to speak Filipino. Oh, you should, you should learn how to cook this and that and this. They never really um, put that pressure on me, but I put, I definitely put the pressure on myself um, because I didn't want to grow up uh, without knowing my cultural identity. I think. From from my understanding of you know what it is to be Filipino, it's such a large culmination of things. You know, it's a very it's a very large culmination of things. Um, you know, ranging from truthful stereotypes to actual cultural heritage. Um, and I would I would say that a lot of that a lot of what that identity really means is 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 more of if it, is it something you want to accept you know um because i can't really like if someone asked me what is it like to be filipino i i could never really fully describe it to them in in a sentence or two you know and 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 i think part of just embracing a specific identity whether it's cultural identity or you know any other any other type of identity that you want to fully embrace for yourself comes with that pride and that passion i think speaking along those lines there is a lot of gap there's a huge gap between um what it like truly what it means to embrace our identity because it's like where do we even start that's the that's the question that we always hear is where do we start um do we start with trying to Mm. erase hundreds and thousands of being colonized or do we start from from um from learning the language and yeah yeah i i i totally i totally agree and you know because with with identity, you know, as as an artist, I kind of struggle with this a lot. And I, I feel like growing up, 
as an artist that have been, you know, I've been moving a good amount within the Filipinx community here on island. Um, there's some people that say, wow, you know, like you have your, your, you know, it's great of you as a second generation to even want to know these things, you know? And I think, I think that's part of what, what embracing that identity is about, you know, is actually wanting to know things about it. You know, (laughs) I think having, just having that, that effort to even like, set foot in a realm that talks about all the things from history to pop culture to to even art and cinema um like being able to to learn and accept those things that's that's you know basically the the culture that brought all those things and that's in blood who you are you know having that says a lot having that interest says a lot and I know this is not in the document at all, and it's just a question that came up um, due to the, our discussions um, recently. Is for you, what do you think of? What do you think about when you hear the words "colonial mentality"? So, when I think about colonial mentality, I guess to me. Colonial mentality. Hmm. When I when I hear those words, I I think. I think, basically embracing, the incoming colonies, uh, cultures and aspects and things like that. Um, whatever colony is taking over another one, you're embracing that mentality. Um, that's kind of the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that. Do you know what colonial mentality stands for? I would love for you to explain. So um, according to E.J. David, colonial mentality is a term that's widely used by many ethnic studies scholars. And the idea that many Filipino Americans refer this to a form of internalized oppression. Um, So the example of this is in the common practice of what we see in the entertainment and beauty industry, like Filipino mixed with your European ancestry, first being first skin, and similar to what our Spanish colonizing colonizers are. And basically it's having basically it stems from colorism, um, anti-blackness, and those issues that has been going on within our community. Mm-hmm. And I I brought up this topic because part of reclaiming our our, our Filipino identity is being able to acknowledge. Um, the sense of colonial mentality that our community has, so, so, um, especially in the realms of Filipino Americans. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, um, and I feel like I feel like yeah, that is something that we should recognize. You know, I, um, I think amongst all of the things um, that have been happening as of this year, uh, I'm a really big advocate of um 
making sure that you realize the things that you have, the things that you are, and and the person that you want to be. Um, and I think a lot of that thought um, comes from realizing and acknowledging, you know, um, not only your privilege, but I guess of colonial, um, uh, that phrase that you said. <laughs> yeah, colonial mentality, I forgot the second part. But I, I feel like I feel like that those things are parts that we should be recognizing um, in these times that we're in right now. There's a lot of different aspects of colonial mentality. It's, it's, um, it goes within the realms of being ashamed of trying to be who we are, especially because of the many different things that impacts our culture. Yeah, I that really that really goes just it just flashes me back to that moment right where i was talking about my professor calling me out for being too american you know like and i think in that moment i really really thought about like what it was what it is like to be american and is my is my american upbringing affecting the way that i think of myself as a filipino you know and I think for me, it's just, I just really never really knew what that was, you know, um, because I don't think I was ever ashamed of being Filipino because I never really understood what that even meant, you know, um, so I was lost in the dark for many years. Um, I never really questioned a lot of it. Um, I never started questioning a lot of different things until, you know, the recent years of my life. I think honestly that's one of the the start of it all is when we begin to question when we begin to truly like dig deeper and ask ourselves like what does this mean because we're we're not going like we're not going to be always um handed with opportunities like right in there like we really have to keep asking those questions and say mm-hmm. why why am i feeling the way like this or why am I you know like those aspects <laughs> yeah yeah like it, it really it really just when when you start to have that moment of self-awareness and self-reflection it's really important for your just your your overall self-awareness and just you know being able to understand your your placement in the world that we live you know your your where where you lie in this spectrum of the world and how you exist um, mm-hmm. is important to understand. And I guess transitioning to it a little bit more. What does it mean for you to reclaim your Filipino identity? To me, <laughs> to me, reclaiming my Filipino identity means me recognizing my love for my grandparents, my parents, my ancestors, um, the people that came before me. Um, And to me, what was, you know, understanding that really, like when I got to know all the things of what it's like to be Filipino, part of it made me cry and part of it made me happy and proud 
um and like as much as i love being filipino it's exactly the amount of love i feel to my grandma um you know and i think i think that was just my my driving force for that because you know i i never got to really <laughs> like that's that's basically what i feel is like me understanding what it's like to be filipino is me understanding what it's truly like to feel the love from my grandma i'm getting very emotional she actually passed away a couple months ago um <laughs> I, i'm so sorry for that and my condolences and what you just said just to clearly more emphasize is that's truly beautiful and honestly it is because to reclaim your filipino identity is being connected and being rooted to those who have passed and that will continue to motivate us to continue learning more about our own filipino identity yeah like it's it's funny cuz when you know when you first proposed that question to me you know even prior to this i really thought about it and um yeah what it really meant was just connecting me to the ones that i love most um and i think to me that's more than enough you know and this question i ask this question a lot and this question can be answered in many different ways um most especially because everyone is different but everyone is the same and connected through our ancestors and through our roots <laughs> what would i say to my 12 year old self to my 12 year old self man my 12 year old self was such a stick <laughs> um to my to my 12 year old self i would say i would say learn to be fearless you know be daring you know take chances um don't be afraid to take blame and um keep running your mouth and asking questions <laughs> Yes, I agree with that. It's remember when like you were in elementary school and the teacher would always ask does anyone have questions and no one no one else wants to raise their hand. But it kind of mm-hmm. like sneaks upon us because it's through asking questions even if they're very as what people say very idiotic at times. It's asking question that really help us to be in check. and it it humbles us in a way and eliminates a lot of like pride and ego because it's questions that really build us yeah because i could say as a as a kid i was very very <laughs> quiet um you know i was very to the books i was very you know uh 
a lot of people would describe me as that one kind of like as as much as I was a creative weirdo, I was also more of a like goody 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 boy where I just kind of you know did everything that I was told, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. So definitely not the person I am now, but um, I would say that I wished that I was a little more fearless as a as a child. And is this the same advice you would give to the next generation, to your descendants? Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like more often than enough, you know, becoming an adult, sometimes you realize that you've never done enough, you know? Um, and I think, I think that's a lot of things. Like if really, if we really think about it, you know, you want to question what a fulfill, what a, what a full life is like and, um, and what that, what a full life really means. And so I would continue to say to be daring and fearless, um, you know, of course, taking into consideration, um, consequences, yeah. but Yes, to be to be daring and fearless is definitely my advice. Um, I do I do part time teaching, so that's kind of something I reinforce a lot when I when I teach young kids. And with that saying, where do you see yourself in the next ten years in self? And when would you also incorporate teaching your culture? Yes. Um, Within the last year or so, I've, I've discovered that I really enjoy talking and teaching as much as I love creating. Um, And so a kind of end game plan that I would I would very much enjoy for myself is to continue teaching, you know, um, and it could be in any sh- way, shape, or form in a school, um, you know, in a TED talk, in a um, in continuous podcast like this, or you know, just even privately, um, it is it is to still be teaching in ten years. Um, as much as I, as much as I would like my art to bring me around the world, internationally, you know, um, to different museums across the world, and having you know those shows and all of that, I would, I would still very much want to be teaching. Um, I think I wrote it out to myself in one of my journals that, um, yeah, I wrote it out to myself in one of my journals that. Regardless where I go in the world, when when I'm traveling, when I'm traveling, doing my art thing, everywhere that I go, I have to do a talk. I need to do a talk. I need to do a podcast. I need to do something where I can actually speak on behalf of me, my art, my culture, my upbringing, um, and kind of bring that into the light to inspire and empower people. That's that's amazing and actually i'm i'm in your instagram page right now and one thing that kind of came up to my head while i was looking at it is what inspired you to start 
drawing? Oh, um, my grandma, actually. Um, I actually have my, I have my bachelor's uh, in studio art, but I'm actually focused. It's focused in sculpting. Um, and drawing wasn't really something I started with. Um, but um, it's funny because um, even on this on this document here, you talk about the word memory. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it started, was memory. Um, my first project that really kind of dived into a memory was back in university for my drawing class. Um, one of my final projects was to create a drawing from memory, and the memory that, that um, I thought of was when I used to be at my grandma's house when i was very young and she she used to put me like sit me in front of her orchids you know and um because she loves growing orchids and so she she put me in front of her orchids and she'd tell me to look at these orchids and how they look like butterflies um and so that's kind of how i started doing flowers um initially um so a lot of my artwork prior to a couple months ago were primarily flowers um because the flowers really brought it back to my my very strong um filipino female upbringing <laughs> my my mom is the youngest of seven with only one brother <laughs> so um there was a very large feminine presence growing up and so um i was surrounded by very strong women growing up and the flowers that they grew um made me feel very safe with the with their maternal nature and so i did a lot of my flowers in the beginning as therapy for myself um yeah that's kind of how it started really i think learning more about where it all came down and where did it all start i think it's really great uh beautiful of like where this all <laughs> is coming to play and i think as as time goes on and as we continue to grow older we essentially will always have that seed of hope to remind us that the very thing that will continue to move us is what we truly root ourselves in. And I feel like where, wherever your grandma is, he, uh, she is very proud of where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it was really funny. I guess it wasn't funny, but <laughs> she um, it, it wasn't funny. It's it it's like kind of funny, but not really funny because she, you know, as as very typical, um, not just Filipino, but uh, Asian American households, art is not a very good job, <laughs> you know, um, and so a lot of my family didn't have faith in me for a very long time, um, including my grandma, um. And so, uh, 
it was definitely one of those things where it was a push to make her see the world that I live in too. As much as I wanted to know the world that she lived in also. And I feel like in in a Filipino household, art was always never seen as something great. But as as we continue putting out our narratives out there and as we continue to um, show others and tell others through our story and through our narrative that anything that we do truly will make us successful as long as we have the mindset for it. And I feel like as Filipino, as a Filipino, it's our duty and our call to continue to be resilient as what is already embedded in us. Um, we don't have to be in the medical field. We can be in any other fields that we desire as long as we are able to have that resilient characteristic within us and perseverance to know that we can do anything that um, that we set ourselves to. I 100% agree and that is exactly that is exactly why I wish to continue teaching to be able to empower people to have that resilience. Um, because it's not hard. I mean, it's not hard. It's not easy. Sorry. It's not easy. Um, because a lot of it too is, you know, societal pressures, cultural mm -hmm. pressures, um, but also internal mm -hmm. pressures, you know? Um, and, and those are very unforeseen, um, catalysts in your resilience and so you know i aim to destigmatize de conversations where we talk about you know what it is that makes it so hard for you you know what it is that that makes it difficult for you to keep going and doing what mm -hmm. you love um and finding out solutions for that um in in ways that work best mm -hmm. for you definitely and as as time goes on, we realize that there are a lot of Filipino creatives out there, but it's the same thing that you mentioned. It's just having to be having to acknowledge that this is what I love to do, and even if my family may not see this as a hundred percent breadwinning type of job, it's being perseverant about doing it and showing that if you really have that that willingness you can do it also agreed and it's setting that representation out there in like the media field also but yeah yes <laughs> yeah i mean um I think a lot, a lot of what I do as well, because um, I'm also a broadcaster um, on um, on Twitch. Um, that's something that I push all the time. Is I, I push, I push the ideas of talking about stuff that makes you feel like you're not okay. You know, um, I, I'm a very big advocate for mental health, and so um, being very vocal and public about stuff like that is very important because I believe in the leading by example, you know, um, if you want other people in the rest of the world to do things that, 
that you feel and believe are better better for them you should do it too um and so that's kind of the mentality i like to push you know is i'm gonna be the best that i can be i'm gonna do whatever i need to sometimes i fall down but i'll get back up and i'll tell the i'll tell the world hey i fall that i fell down but here i am again mm -hmm. you know like back at it mm -hmm. again and wrapping it up wrapping it up with the concept of filipino identity basically it's it's not what we do but what we are that defines us and it's our character that truly will build us and it's it's being able to also unlearn all of the intergenerational trauma that has been with us for generations. I like that. Unlearning trauma. Yes. <laughs> I like that. No, I, I really, I really do, do enjoy that. Um, and if you're, um, sorry, if you're interested, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go we ahead. actually have, this is off tangent, but if you're interested, we actually have um a series on our youtube channel where one of our members talks about intergenerational trauma uh because we have a set series called mental health mukbangs where i where i, I bring um different filipino americans from different areas of the globe to just talk about mental health and it's just an open space for different filipinos to hear about what different filipinos have to say attention Oh yeah, I've I've seen. I was very interested. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. But what were you saying before? Um, I cut you off. Sorry. Uh no. I I was just I was just agreeing with you. And that wraps up today's episode. Um, I usually ask fun questions after, which is, what is your favorite Filipino dish, and what is your favorite? Oh, not favorite, but what is your Filipino phrase of the day. Filipino phrase of the your day. Your favorite Filipino phrase. Ah. Uh, oh, my favorite Filipino phrase or the phrase of the day? Your favorite <laughs> Filipino phrase. Sorry, I, only, I always say day because well, usually when I upload this, it goes with the phrase. Ah. I'm like I'm like I see it on the document. <laughs> oh no, not that one! Not that one. I was like I was like uh. What you go by or like what you what Filipino word do you love like hearing or seeing? It can be a phrase. Doesn't have to be a word. Oh, I was like, I'm really bad. At, I don't really know the language, so I I took classes, but I was really. Oh, bad. is it in Ilocano? <laughs> Uh well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. I have no idea how I passed those classes. But <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely real with you, and I don't know how I passed those classes. I think it was mainly because I was really interested, but I was really bad at the language. No worries. <laughs> A lot of people that take um Ilocano classes, even though they get an A, they're just like, wait. How do I how do I pronounce it again or how do I how do I say this again? It's okay, you're totally fine. Oh, I like I didn't even get an oh. A, so <laughs> I just I, I like skimmed by and like I was trying really hard. I just could never <laughs> grasp it. 
that's why that's why too when i was in school i was very frustrated because i couldn't i couldn't do the language properly as much as i wanted to and i was just it, it just drove me even harder to like oh my god i need to know this you know you're fine but yeah we can start with your favorite dish first i'm a really big um cutty cutty boy with the adamang or the, the yeah. oh yes please oh yes please <laughs> and no going back your favorite filipino word my favorite filipino word <sighs> um oh my god you're putting me on the spot i'm really bad i don't know uh I feel like, oh man, I feel like I haven't heard actual Filipino talk in a long time as well. So I can't really tell you. It can be in English and I can translate it in. Oh. Oh, I guess, you know, you know, since since I'm a really big um, flower boy, I guess my word would be flower. Sabong. In Ilocano. Wow, I'm like clapping. That's actually pretty good. Um, and that kind of ties in with the entire message of like today of what we of what we just talked about. It's it's through the memories of it's through the memories that truly ground us that keep us going. And like a flower, there's different adversities but we we still bloom in time yeah i i really live by the 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 flower mentality i like to say um the flower mentality is you are the caretaker of your own garden the flowers within your garden are people places things experiences that you continue to nurture through your life it is important for you to get rid of flowers that only kill off the rest of your garden, but it's also very important for you to continue to grow your garden bigger and bigger as the days go on. That's 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 pretty good and that's pretty beautiful. Um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ask some if or if you want to make a graphic out of that. That's pretty beautiful. For sure. But. Um, <laughs> I'd be more than yeah. happy to. Without, without further said, um, I would like to say thank you again for actually saying yes to being featured and being interviewed for Reclaiming Filipino Identity. Uh, if you have any um, upcoming projects or people to shout out or anything, feel free to do so at this time. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, uh, I have a uh, I have a very global a big global project going on right now called the Paper Petals Project. Um, it is an international project that I'm working on um, hand in hand with teachers all across the globe. Um, it is a project that talks about promoting positive mental health and awareness and creativity while staying home in quarantine. Um, so the idea is creating paper flowers to remind ourselves that every day blooms something beautiful. Um, and that's an ongoing project that I've been doing throughout the entirety of quarantine. Um, if you go on my website, you can actually download a free cut sheet um, to make your own paper flowers. And if you're a teacher, feel free to reach out to me 
so that I can send you free coloring sheets to distribute to your students. Um, that and on August 28th, I will be ha hosting a international music concert on my Twitch channel. Uh, we'll be raising money for Mental Health America of Hawaii. Um, all the proceeds will be going to their organization, to their new Live Nau um, series that promotes living in the now, um, promoting um, your mind, your body, your soul, and, and rejuvenating that together. Um, so that is on June, uh, Friday, June 28th, or not June, <laughs> August, Friday, June. Oh my God, I keep saying June. <laughs> Friday, August 28th. At 3 p.m. Hawaii time, um, twitch.tv slash ZJA2DAMAX. Um, but yeah, other than that, follow me on Instagram, um, uh, ZachJ.Angelus. Um, if you're out in Sacramento, I have three pieces that promote um, the BLM and LGBTQA plus um, communities. So if you're out in Sacramento at the Access Gallery, um, I have pieces up from August 8th to the 29th. But yeah. That's it. That's a lot. No, we're good. <laughs> and it's okay. It's quiet. It's It's been in quarantine, so it's easy to look, lose track of time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again. And I was actually on your website. And it's funny enough, I actually saw one of the coloring pages that one of the professors in the Ilocana department was Three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome to Reclaiming Filipinx Identity Season 3, Episode 8. Two more episodes on the way until we reach our final season. But today I have a very uh, special guest. I actually knew him in high school, but never really got the chance to talk to him. And today, I had the pleasure to, to, to give a brief introduction to who he is. Zach is a full-time artist. His gender pronoun is he and him. He is a second-generation Filipino-American. And short background is he is a full-time freelancer, artist, and broadcaster. He is a creative ambassador for a nonprofit teaching workshop in a visual art, and he graduated from UH Manoa in 2018 with a bachelor's in studio art. Zach sees himself as a proud Filipino ambassador for our younger generation creative Filipinx. Through his workshop, he encountered students who constantly questioned their overall identity through memory and action. And through this podcast, I was able to engage into conversation with Zach, especially how he sees himself in his Filipino identity and some of the struggles that he went through in embracing his cultural identity. And with that said, I welcome you guys to the podcast, Zachary Angeles. Hi, 